everybody, I'm Maya, I'm Alyssa, and I'm Olivia, and we're here to take you back to your, your twilight phase. We're finally here. I felt magical. I feel like we haven't been oh, on, yeah, it's the, been a hot been on hey, and off. Guys. We've had a lot of lights, life stuff happening. Yep. We so were nice in, we here. were out, we, we said we'd be in, and then yep. we were out. And then we're going to be out again. So, we are? Why are we yeah, I'm on vacation again? next week. What? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Sorry. Listeners, Shoot. we're really good at producing a podcast. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever noticed. Listen, it's summer. Yeah, no. it's just the summer yeah, vibes. it's summer. Summer vibes. We accidentally took a hiatus right before the summer. <laughs> just how it happened. And now several mini ones during. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope that you're also on vacation, in and out. Like, ooh, do I have yeah. a podcast to listen to? Maybe. Let's find Maybe. out. And I hope that you love us, but, like, not so much that you're, like, devastated to see that there's not an episode. No, I think know? I want that. <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm letting people down. I just want I you to be excited to when there is one. Yeah, I hate to disappoint. I think I'm okay with it. But I'm... I mean, I'm trying to be like you. I would love that if I could get to that point. <laughs> Anyways, what's up? I moved. Yeah, Melissa moved. I'm in a New whole house. different apartment. Ooh, it's beautiful. I no longer live uh, super close to Andrea. Sorry, Andrea. Oh, sad. Um, but you do live super close to Olivia. I do, you live super close, close to, to me. I have so... walked by your place, Olivia, like many <gasps> times. Oh, my God. I, say I hi popped every over. Time. I had like less than half an hour. I ran over, helped Melissa put eight screws into her bed frame, yep. and then peaced out. And then peaced out. That was wow. all I had time to help with. I felt it bad for not helping for the whole though. process. I had burned my finger on a drill bit, and so my one hand was unusable. And so I was trying to screw in these screws on my bed frame. There were only a couple of them or a few of them. And I like, it was too hard. So I was like, Olivia, can you come over and help me screw in this thing? And they somehow required four hands. Yeah. It was screw. like, you know, they're like kind of floating in midair. So you have to like hold something in place and screw it. And then also screw on the other side. It was so annoying. Um, and yeah, and then she left after that was done, and honestly, it was perfect. <laughs> Not saying that uh, I didn't want you to stay longer, Olivia. But, uh, be useful and then get out. Yeah. <laughs> My FOMO is very real, but I'm yeah. happy for you guys. <laughs> Thanks! <laughs> I'm going to have to have, like, a housewarming party. Yeah, you um, actually have space for I actually a, like, have a space party. for a party. Incredible. Um, yes, it's a big apartment. Thank God. Yay! Um... I'm currently in our fourth bedroom, which no one lives in. It's just unheard of. It's just yeah, a listeners. Guest room slash we really want to stress unheard that of. in New York, that's legendary. You don't get an extra bedroom. It was no. so wild. Um, and I don't know for any New Yorkers, I now have a brand new neighborhood. I still, I still need to like explore. I haven't been to the library yet. It's a or good found library. like a coffee shop that Very I want to hang out in. So, Which one? do we have to? Loud what? baby, Broken Perk. What? Which one? Which one? What? Which Melissa saying shop? she hasn't I said I haven't found, found one. one. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I gotta give you the, all the wrecks. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, there's a weird little coffee shop, <laughs> free promo in Brooklyn called Loud Baby. 
<laughs> I arrived and was surprised to find baby things there. They what? like actually sell baby items, like what? tiny little cute onesies. What a weird thing! I don't like it's, that. It's very know, skinny. You like walk in, like it's like a one door wide, and then they have this weird loft area that I've never sat in. That's wild. Okay, well, I'll check out Loud Baby. I can't say that I will hang out at Loud Baby. Um, There's a place called Brooklyn Perk I haven't been to. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Listeners, please write in with your Flatbush recommendations, and then we'll find out that it's creepy that we live so close to you. Yeah. Yeah. What else is new? Olivia, you got anything? It's been like two weeks. I'm sure stuff has happened to us. What's up with you? What's, I want to know what's up with Maya. Oh, yeah, you went on a trip. <gasps> I went on a really fun trip to Nashville. One of and the reasons I'm... why we were MIA for Yeah. Yeah, bit. sorry <laughs> about that. It was really fun. I hung out with my nephew. I bought a Dolly Parton ornament. <laughs> yeah. And I went to not one but two Dolly Parton murals. <laughs> um... At the first one, we pulled up and there was like a vintage store. So I went inside like, oh, yeah, like we were here for the mural, actually. But I saw your store. So I decided to come in. And she's like, there's another mural. Do you know the other one? And I was like, no, I do not. So I went to that one, too. It was great. Uh, And I have a bookstore to recommend. Two Mm. of them. One is called Novelette. It is, I believe, Nashville's newest independent bookstore. Uh, It just opened like five or six weeks ago. It is adorable inside. So cute. Really good selection. Really good children's section. They have murals. It's amazing. Um, The other is like a massive used book warehouse called McKay's. I bought Meg Cabot's All-American Girl for a quarter. For a quarter? Mass market paperback, baby. Amazing deal. That's the same Um, edition I have. It's perfect. It's with the... Yep, yep, yep beautiful i actually bought it from a scholastic book fair yeah <laughs> uh yeah so it's a great trip and now i'm back here yay yay ready to talk about breaking I'm, dawn i'm ready yeah also i have a hard stop at seven all right sure. let's get to it no, i think it's me i don't know anyway all right i need to recap because i read this chapter seven title unexpected guess what that's another baby pun did you know there's a baby in this book now you do there's a baby hey baby there's a baby we open to another nightmare about the baby uh (laughs) bella awakens very hot and sweating and super unhappy (laughs) and she's like oh this time in my nightmare i wanted the voltori to come get me so that i could attack them And then she finds a note from Edward that he is gone hunting and will will be back soon. Um, she goes to make fried chicken. (laughs) It is 1 a.m. It's the middle of the night. (laughs) She fries chicken and then it becomes deeply disgusting to her. And she's like, oh, gross. And then she takes a bite and she's like, that's the grossest thing I've ever eaten. She throws out the fried chicken. So strange. Then she goes to sleep <laughs> under a very hot window, and Edward finally comes back, like, in the morning, I think, and, um, because he's, like, icy cold, so she's like, oh, thank God, and she's like, I had food poisoning, I have to go, like, she goes puke, what? 
Do they not have air conditioning in this? No, there is no air conditioning installed in the house because Edward is like, oh, I didn't realize that you would be so hot since I wasn't here. I'll get air conditioning installed as soon as possible because he doesn't need it. And Bella's the first person who's ever needed it. Yeah. For the next time when you're definitely not going to be a human anymore. Um, Okay, then she throws up. Um, She gets, like, pains in her stomach a couple of times. Um... She pukes a bunch, and then she finds the tampons that Alice packed for her and is like, oh, I haven't used those. And she does some counting math. And then Edward is like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And she's like, um, tampons. And he's like, what, are you PMSing? And she's like, um, no, my period is late. And then he goes, statue still. And she's like putting together, you know, she's like doing the like triangulation of the clues in her head. Like the sleeping, the crying, the food, the vomiting, the nightmares. Oh, God. Um, and and she's very much at first just like what the fuck like is it could this possibly be true she looks at her own stomach and like sees a visible bump and she's like listen i'm dumb but i'm not that dumb like it's (laughs) at most what is like five days to since this happened like i can't be that pregnant and then she like thinks back to the like random googling that she did two years ago and it's like oh succubuses are a thing and she she really she goes on the whole like internal journey here okay so then she's like okay but like nobody how do how do i know that vampires can't have babies well female vampires bodies can't change so you couldn't become pregnant as a vampire because your body couldn't like change that much to give birth to a baby but like a male vampire is just kind of like the same like men are the same from puberty to death so like uh, maybe it's just the vampire women who prevent vampire babies from happening because who who would ever have noticed nobody because the only vampire who ever would have tried with a woman it is my vampire um then she feels the baby move and everything changes <gasps> um alice immediately calls which is interesting about the timing of alice's call and she talks to carlisle and is like mm, I, I think i'm probably pregnant and they like talk about her period and she's like i feel really weird and then carlisle and edward talk and she doesn't know what's happening and edward's like okay we're leaving and she internally is taking this journey while he's like packing about like i didn't i've never wanted this i've never thought about being a mother but like also i didn't think i would like being married and now i like being married and this vision of holding a tiny Edward in her arms is so perfect and overwhelming that suddenly this is all that she's ever wanted. Like, she's ready for this journey. She wants this baby. She's like, everything I've ever wanted before is irrelevant. This baby is my whole life. I and, wasn't a mother then. You and know? Edward 
does like textbook what you shouldn't do when your girlfriend is pregnant unexpectedly um which is assume what she wants and he's like don't worry everything's gonna be fine we're gonna go home and carlisle is going to take care of this and you will be fine and she's like what the fuck are you talking about and he's like what the fuck are you talking about except he doesn't she just internally is like what the fuck are you talking about and then she like realizes that he is too worried for her and doesn't want this child and she's like oh no oh then aside um the brazilian cleaner lady comes in and quickly figures things out she just knows and she and edward have a conversation not in portuguese but in her native tongue presumably and we don't hear what the conversation is but bella just kind of like knows that she has seen this before and she knows something about this and then she says a word that sounds like death and edward is like outsies like oh, oh this is this is horrible um and then they're like getting they're like you know he's shipping her out they're ready to go and she's figuring out like okay he i know what he's trying to do and i know what i'm trying to do and then she calls rosalie and it's like i need you to help bum 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 and that's the end of the chapter good job i'm gonna give you an eight um listen because... i know it was long but this was a crucial crucial chapter, chapter. yeah so it's an eight because you were very thorough. I really don't think you missed anything and you were funny. Thanks However, it was very long. So, you know. It's hard to pull off all three. It really I, is. Nearly impossible. I, I also give you an eight. Okay, I'll take it. Um, what a journey. Yeah, what a, what a chapter. What a journey this chapter is. Um, obviously, I hated I have a it. lot of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could just start off being like, okay, yep, already Bella's like a thousand percent into being a mom and being pregnant. I mean, are we are we got we got to get there. I have so much to say about that that I feel like we got to we got to start. I feel like it's the opening point. <laughs> I want to do some just like big picture reactions, okay. yeah. which is like Twilight. I have, like, a love-hate thing, but mixed mm-hmm. up with a lot of nostalgia and affection, so it's, yes. like, mostly love. Like, I like Twilight, you know? Like, yes. I got my issues, but I like Twilight. Breaking Dawn, I don't have that no. relationship. I no. just don't like this book. No. So, reading this was, like, I love these characters, but, like, this is just stupid. Yeah. And I'm mad that this is happening i think such a big part of that i think we've touched on this before but this wasn't what i was looking for out of a relatable story like twilight starts relatable so it's like a little aspirational because of the like true love right but like at its core i would say it's relatable and then to get here when i was like 15 maybe sorry was not what i wanted out of this like, I, I didn't want pregnancy out of this. Would you argue that Breaking Dawn perhaps isn't a young adult book? Or is that, like, too far? It definitely doesn't. I think it does. I, I don't want to say that pregnancy makes it right. not a teen book. But I think that the way that Bella reacts to it doesn't feel right. super YA, maybe. Like, it just, she's no longer dealing with, like, I guess, teen 
I don't know, like the teen perceptions sort of, of like, the world of the world, right? It's more of like she's. I don't know, at a point where she's just doing, the like, you know, she gets married, and then she gets pregnant, and, like, the way she handles it is as if she's, you know, an adult and, who's decided to do these things. Yeah, and, I, like, I don't want to imply that teens don't do these things, because right. plenty of teens do, but, like, Mel- Mel- like, Melissa just said, it does feel like her approach to that, I guess her approach to marriage does feel kind of teen and her, like, you know, she's very, like, unsure about it and doesn't Although really I would want also, it and feels like it's happening really fast. If she felt differently and if she was, like, full steam ahead, let's do this. I know it's going to be great. I'm so confident about this. That also might feel teen to me. That's like, true. I don't know, but the, but when you're reading it, it doesn't feel teen. It definitely didn't feel relatable to my own experience as a teenager. I guess I'm, like, I don't want to say, like, oh, this is unrelatable to any teen, because I don't know, but it certainly was yeah. not relatable to me. Having there are 18-year-olds like... who get pregnant and get married yeah, and do all totally. that. Yeah, totally. Totally. I just feel like... But it, I, maybe it feels like it doesn't match the first book. Right. In, like, time. Yeah. I think, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, like, the last Harry Potter book, mm-hmm. you know, like... A big part of what made books one through three feel teen was the school connection. Like, she meets Edward at school. They, like, go to prom. And there's all this big supernatural stuff, but it's still rooted in her life as a teenager. And now that she's out of school and married and having a kid, it really does feel... Yeah. Completely removed from that. Yeah. Like, I don't think the writing style is inherently teen or inherently adult like if you just told me yeah she's 22 i'd be like yeah okay i would believe you yeah yeah but she's always felt sort of older than her age all right so those are the big picture reactions (laughs) let's get into here it's it's hot and steamy and like you know Soupy. what you don't do when you're fucking hot? Fried chicken. Fried chicken! Also, I just found fried chicken, like, fried chicken is advanced. It like, is! Like, I don't fry chicken because I'm scared of making it wrong. So, it's, like, for an 18-year-old to be like, it's 1 a.m., I'm hungry, I'm gonna make fried gonna make chicken. fried chicken. Like, that's what, when you see, f- you got chicken in the fridge and it's 1 a.m., you're like, I know what I'm gonna make. Fried chicken. Instead of, like, I don't know, just, Slap like, put it, it in the oven. Paint, just, like, saute it. Or right? Just... Right? Just, like, you know, bake it. I don't know. Wild. And, like, Absolutely wild. Chicken, you have to do a really good job cleaning up after. So she's also giving herself, like, a particular chore. But as we know, Bella loves chores. <laughs> and she, like, cooks all the time. She cooks yeah. all Fried time. chicken for her. Fried chicken, nothing. nothing. So Just she's like, mm, I'm boiling hot in Just this. 1 a.m. At this 1 a.m. time, and I'm gonna fry some chicken for myself. Um... But yeah. However, so she, she I takes, do identify. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, she is disgusted with it the longer it cooks. And I had wondered if that was, like, a oh, vampire, vampire thing. thing. Yeah, like, oh, oh it just... smelled good when it was raw. <laughs> which, like, gross. <laughs> gross. But, like, as, she, as it cooked more and more, she was, like, more and more repulsed by it. Maybe. I was just taking it as, like, a weird smells pregnancy I mean, thing. yeah. 
also that. Who knows which, what Stephanie was thinking. They're so kind of intertwined that... Right. <laughs> are you pregnant so, or are you a vampire? She <laughs> finally falls asleep. Buzzfeed. <laughs> and then she wakes up and then Edward is there and then she pukes and she's like, oh, disgusting chicken. Gross. Right. She assumes and she got will not go away. She's like, go away. I don't want you to see this. And he's like, no. no. And he stays right there with his super vampire sight and his super vampire smell and his super vampire yeah. hearing. I would be so mad. <laughs> but yeah, so she assumes she has food poisoning, which like, okay, yeah. Honestly, if I were going to try sure. to make fried chicken at home, I would probably assume that I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> I've done it wrong and made myself sick enough. this winter. Well, okay. what she said is that the chicken was rancid. Yeah, so she that's true. Like, I, she does not blame way. herself. She does not blame herself. That's true. <laughs> I love her confidence. That is something I've always <laughs> loved about Bella. <laughs> okay, so she goes to find some Pepto-Bismol. And I have to admit, this is how it reads. Before I found the Pepto, I happened across something else that Alice had packed for me. I picked up the small blue box and stared at it in my hand for a long moment, forgetting everything else. For some reason on this reread, I decided that this was some type of birth control. Oh, I thought it was a pregnancy test. And I was like, I was like, Alice is seeing the future. Yeah, I was like, why would Alice be the only one in this whole equation who thinks they might need birth control? I know, like, I was, what? Honestly, I was like, this was a moment where I was like, Alice should have fucking seen something. I'm confused. Nearby. There must be an answer somewhere in this book that I'm forgetting about why Alice doesn't know that this is going to happen yeah, right, that three Bella's books ago. Get right. And I don't remember the answer. Maybe Renesmee is just like a weird, magical. Maybe she's a miracle. <gasps> Maybe. I guess she does kind of have like a holy vibe to her, like this baby that should. Is she a exist? shield also because Bella is remember. a shield? No, it's the opposite. She can touch you oh, and like, yeah. give you and project her visions. thoughts. So there's yeah. no reason for Alice not to know about her. Yeah, but that's a good point. But um, unclear on that. Yeah. Um, Edward is like, "Are you well? Did you get <laughs> sick again?" And she's like, "Yes and no. Not helpful, but she's going through a lot, so yeah. you know, we'll cut yeah, her I feel that." Back. Um, she does say she's never missed a. She's I was about to say, wait, that is the least realistic part of this of entire book. book. This phrasing is fucking stupid. Yeah. Period. Okay. She says, period or no period. And there was definitely no period, though I'd never been late a day in my life. That is not how you how? think it at 18. No. Like, Max, you've had your period for like eight years, Max. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, some people do start really young. I felt like I started really young and I was 10. And I was, like, the second girl in my grade. Like, for many people, it takes a long time to, like, settle in. And right. I, don't, I wasn't trying to been late in a day in, in my school. life makes no sense to me. Why would you say it that way? Like, right. I feel like she I would say, it like, any apps my period comes, like, clockwork. Or, like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, late a day in your life, it doesn't happen every day. Right. And, you know, like, every month has different amount of days in it so i'm like are you counting how right. like she long your counting. period is every I, time i definitely feel like five days to be late also is like such a short amount of know, time to be late at this age like i never also, notice i know plenty of people who due to various and medical issues like just miss periods sometimes or mm-hmm. you know like they spot or mm-hmm. you know like periods are not so regular that you can like count on them so much that when you're you know, late by a few days that you're like, 
well, oh, I must, be, I must pregnant. be pregnant. I mean, and granted, to be fair, Bella she has, has other, other things. She has many other symptoms. <laughs> Including a, a movement in her yeah. abdomen. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'd be like, I, I have a weird parasite. <laughs> yeah, I know. She does actually go there. She does. That occurs to her. <laughs> Not I mean, a parasite specifically, but she's like, sucks. maybe I have a weird disease. Like, I don't know. I just like, I don't understand how I could be pregnant. I just wish that media in general didn't imply that periods always come exactly 28 days right. apart from each other for like it most doesn't. people because it well, it's not true. No. It really if makes that you feel true, scared and crazy. I'm just like so... Yeah. I'm so perplexed by the idea of, like, Stephanie put, like, putting this in here, too. I know. Like, I know. What? Why? What was her experience? Does she think she that, like, I don't know, Bella not missing a period in her life make, I don't know, makes her, like, I don't know, a more responsible person? Yeah, it reflects Bella's practicality. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's such bullshit. The no. thing is, is, oh. like, media loves to be, like, periods are so regular and it's so easy to count. But media also loves to be, like... <laughs> They can come out of nowhere, right in your in school, right in the worst moment of your life, which right. is also true. Right. Uh, While which you is are actually the riding a horse. <laughs> While you're doing the splits. How often do you guys feel the moment that it happens? Because that's another thing that is in media like all the time that doesn't really usually happen to me. Mine's half and half. I don't know when it's happening. I can sometimes. There have been like specific moments where it's been very inconvenient, where I've been like, Oh, nope. no. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes you're like, oh, fuck. Honestly, I, I started taking these gummies that, like, reduce your PMS symptoms, which oh. have been working, by the way. Oh. Um, it's dope. Um, and so, consequently, I don't have, like, a lot of the warning signs that I typically have. And so, like, I'll be going about the day and I'll just, you know, head to the bathroom and be like, oh, shoot. <laughs> As I've gotten older, I've gotten, like, much grosser and just, like, much more comfortable, like, free bleeding. Like, Holler. if I did notice it happening, I'd be like, I'm comfy. Like, when I get up, I'll take care of this. But, like, I'm not going to do it Me and my right roommates now. are super into thinks, which are, like, the period under underwear yeah. which you can just like go free foreman i don't and... have any of those but i should since i have this proclivity <laughs> yeah they're Sounds super like convenient um and then bella really i should say stephanie does something that i don't really love in books which is where the author basically talks directly to the reader <laughs> like it's not really in the character's voice it's not worked in it's just mm-hmm. like hey Here's information. Right. <laughs> um, and she's like, there were all these legends, and one of them included, like, succubuses. And also, Rosalie can't get pregnant because she can't change. You see how this makes sense, guys? You see, right. don't be confused about what's going on with Bella. This is actually logical and not strange. <laughs> uh, it it did not work for me. No. Where was her editor? I think this could have been improved. Especially because, like, she end, or she talks about the Rosalie thing, like, you know, if uh, Rosalie could have been pregnant, she would have been, and, like, the only reason we've never seen, like, you know, a human get pregnant by vampires because there's been no vampires who have tried to have sex with a woman and not kill her, even though we, we've already been told that the Denali clan does this constantly. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah well... Okay, how does this go? She's, what, she's like, she Earth. like implies that succubuses are made up 
to yeah, explain I don't get this infidelity. But then she's like, with what I knew now about Tanya and her sisters, I suspected that some of those excuses had been nothing but fact. But does that mean that she's implying that right. they're like raping human men? I don't know. <laughs> because don't know. a succubus does it. Does it without your knowledge to. or consent. Whew. I wonder if it's like sort of a combination of her two theories. Like Tanya and her sisters show up and you're they're so beautiful right. and appealing you that these men are no. like, well, they don't want to say no. Yeah. And then later when they're talking to their wives, right. they're like, I definitely didn't want to. Was it was a succubus. Yeah. Ugh. But, like, she then says, what vampire on Earth would have the restraint necessary to test a theory with a human woman? They really act like what Edward did was, like, so difficult. But as a reader, I'm like, I mean, most of the time, the other person wouldn't be their singer, you know? Like, they could probably resist their blood. Yeah. And they do have really good, like, bodily control. So just, like, don't... I just... Really counterpoint. There, there aren't that many vampires who try not to kill humans, generally speaking. But like the way that it's framed here, because like we know the Denali clan does it all the time, is that yeah. you know like the Denali they just clan are women, to be women, right? And men are not like because she says with a human woman, so it's like implied like men can't control themselves like that. I'm like oh. yes, you can. And of course, no vampire woman would go for a human woman. <laughs> Uh, in Stephanie's world. Well, no. I mean, you wouldn't be able to get them pregnant, but I just mean, like, the whole concept of that alignment would not occur to her. This passage, like, kind of worked for me. I think because... I'm sort of torn because, like, of course, I immediately go to, wait, how could this possibly be happening? Which is the headspace that Bella is in. Like, Mm-hmm. Could I be pregnant? Is it possible that I am pregnant? Let me think through what I know to, like, figure out if I think I could actually be pregnant. But I could also see a world in which this kind of thinking works better later. Right. And where we get like... more of a, like, I don't know, I just, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. And then right. get, like, the emotional piece of it. But, right. Because but... you can still get her journey without, you know it being confirmed by her own knowledge of vampire science. At least this passage does give us, like, the little bit of time we have with Bella getting used to this idea. Because this is all the time we have. We never see internal journeys from her. Um, This is... I feel like we used to. No, she just decides things. Yeah, but like remember no, but that one really time in like, like new moon you through her thought process. Yeah, it was new moon or twilight where we were like she really did an amazing job walking she us was through in the forest. Bella's logical journey here and how she comes to this decision. Right. And we we get like a little hint of how we get a little bit of how she feels about this. Yeah, she like well, it's just that she says like that she's having a moment, and like I don't think that Bella ever describes herself as like having moments, (laughs) (laughs) only having human moments. Right. Hey, I need a shower. Right. Um, I will. I I will say I wasn't thinking about the restriction of the next chapter being from Jacob's perspective, and Mm. so maybe like 
Storytelling wise, you don't have that much of a choice. Yeah. It was here or never. Why do we need a chapter from Jacob's perspective? Well, we'll get there later. We'll get there later. We'll get there later. (laughs) At this point. Okay. Then Alice calls. Why do you think that Alice calls now? Um, Is it because. It sounds like she sees what's presently happening, which we know is not what her thing is. Okay. So Bella says. What happened to change everything was that a soft little nudge bumped my hand from inside my body. In the same moment, Alice starts calling. I wonder if this is once Bella really truly understands that she is pregnant and there's a baby, she decides that she wants the baby. That's my understanding as well. It's yeah. an immediate decision. Right. And, like, is this, is that why Alice is calling? Like, that doesn't make sense to me in terms of Alice and how she works. But, like, I guess I could see Stephanie thinking that. What that Stephanie would, make would say is, like, it's not until Bella decides what to do that this future exists. Right. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, at it all. doesn't but... track, but, like, <laughs> that's how she would justify it. Doesn't it doesn't make any right. sense at all. Because there already were futures in which they had sex and Bella got pregnant. And there are futures in which she has a baby and there are perhaps futures in which she does not have the baby. But why wouldn't Alice see all of that from the beginning? I'm honestly just over theorizing about why Alice sees what she sees and why she doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't work. Like it doesn't track. It's fruitless. (laughs) It just, it, it... It made less sense once we read Midnight Sun and we saw right. her. She like, made it flipping worse. through. So she made it worse way worse in Midnight Sun. All the various Sun. futures. Like, You're right because she could speak to like how many futures in which this happened right. and how many futures in which that happened. Right. Like before then, this probably wasn't that big of a problem because you were like, yeah, we don't really know how Alice's visions work anyway. But now no. we like, we know now how they're that supposed it's been to explained. work. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, Bella speaks to Carlisle. Um, Edward is frozen. Frozen. Uh, so, you know, he's indisposed. <laughs> and Bella's like, I'm a little worried about Edward. Can vampires go into shock? Has he been harmed? Carlisle's voice was suddenly urgent. I understand why he asked that, but it was really funny to me because it's like, if Edward's harmed, you're not talking to Bella. Like, whatever <laughs> got him, she's been gone for ages. <laughs> um then bella's like yeah so i think maybe i'm pregnant carlisle immediately is like medical doctor mode yeah yeah um and bella's like look i'm i just feel weird like i'm having these dreams i swear i felt something move inside me uh that kind of wakes edward up Uh, honestly i feel like if i were bella i would be more weirded out by the fact that my pregnancy seems to be really far Too fast. Along. Yes. Yeah. She's not. I maybe she's so used to like the supernatural things happen that it's like I mean my vampire boyfriend unexpectedly got me pregnant, so everything's out the window. I who knows. <laughs> and maybe she's like, look, I'm talking to two people that have been to medical school, so I don't even need to highlight that right. aspect because it's implicitly they understood. will understand that that is weird and bad. <laughs> 
Edward I just like, can't imagine being in a scenario where like I had sex five days ago and now I feel for the first moving. time. Yeah, for the first oh, time and now for the I'd first be like, time. I'd be like, sorry, I can't handle it. Getting unexpected. I mean, we gotta talk about that. Like getting unexpectedly pregnant the first time that you ever have sex is is very scary. Honestly, it's it may be like, traumatizing. I feel like I would never have sex after that if I didn't want a kid. I just feel like, sorry. Yeah, I feel like it's like very like Catholic school sex ed. Like, yeah. don't do it because you will, you get, will pregnant. get pregnant and die. And guess what? Bella does and die. die. <laughs> yeah. She does get pregnant and she does die. Ah! <laughs> if I were Bella, I'd be madder at Edward. I'd be like, you don't get to freeze right now. I know. Yeah. I can freeze if I want to, but like, I'm sorry. You got to Also, going. like, He's the vampire. Like, he's the one who should have known. I know. Why like, how you, come like, you didn't think of this? Right. I do think Because you've that... never masturbated in a hundred years? <laughs> Is that why you didn't think of this? I mean, I think he makes the assumption that I would also make, which is, like, that this is not a necessarily, like, I don't know, healthy, viable thing that's going yeah. to, like, end well. Like, this is fair. I would, I feel like this if I were- This is fair and also true. Like, you know, just like regular pregnancies are dangerous and, you know, uh, very up in the air sometimes. Like, I feel like with a human and a vampire, I'm like, I feel like I'd be like, who knows what this, you know, uh, embryo is and what it's going to do to me as a human. And it's at least part vampire. I think Edward just like assumes like, oh, this is. This is dangerous. This extremely dangerous. Yes. And he's right. I mean, if he's so strong that he could accidentally, like, crush her skull right. by mistake, like, Renesmee's little fist could go out and, like, hit her in the heart and just kill her. You yeah, know? right. Like, exactly. They, and plus, they don't know of any other, you know, pregnancies in this scenario. So they have literally no idea how this is going to pan out. And I do think I, I would have the same assumption that Edward has, which is... Oh, fuck. (laughs) I think I would, too, honestly. Like, it's easy to rag on him and be like, communicate with her. But also, like, she has always said, I don't want kids and I don't think I'm missing out. Like... Right, and I, I'm, I'm actually also, I'm like, I wish Bella would communicate with him because she yeah. does understand what happens. What's, what's she's happening. understood that there's been a shift in her perspective. Yeah, she understands right. that she's changed her mind. She understands after, you know, Edward says something that he's not on the same page as her. And instead of just communicating about that and being like, no, actually, I want this child. So let me, you know, talk about this. Right. She just, you know, goes to keeping that a secret and and reaching out to Rosalie. There's no talking. No. no I mean, once again, a lot of plots are driven by the fact that no one communicates with one another. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say, I think it's it's extremely frustrating reading the rest of this chapter. But it is sort of in character for them. And yeah. it does create a lot of plot tension. And it is, like, a high-stress situation right. where, like, you could see real people, like, failing to communicate in this moment. Right. Yeah, so, we definitely can't hold it against them. No. It's, like, it's frustrating to read, but I'm not convinced that it's a bad choice, I guess. Right. Like, it does right. make it, like, very, you know, life and death kind of you know, vibe right. just yeah. because Bella's like, oh, you know, they're going to take this baby away from me and at which point i will not be able to live anymore because now i'm so 
attached to this. And, you know, so everything feels much more dramatic and yes. important right. than just like, oh, I found out I'm pregnant. Well, Let's let me think about, about whether or not I want it. Let's talk about it. Uh, and just to be clear, I meant that's already another 20. I meant um, authorial choice, not life choice. Right, authorial yeah, choice. Life yes, choice is I agree. Talking. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> authorial plot, like with the plot that Stephanie has decided to go with. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it a makes good dramatic choice. Oh, right. It is very dramatic because previously Edward and Bella have always been about each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so, sure, but... and that is an interesting dynamic to introduce. You know, like suddenly Bella cares about something else just yeah. as much as she cares for Edward, right. which, you know, previously we thought was not possible. Right. And like we always wanted her to care about something else. Like, I don't yeah. know if we ever talked about it that way, but it was like, we want more tension. We want her to like, right. we want her to care about like she's things. sacrificing her parents or sacrificing her future or sacrificing college. Right. And the only thing that Stephanie wanted to put in that slot was baby. And so right. it's in a weird place structurally in the story right. because it comes after they're married. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Is this where she, like, decides? Yeah. This is where she decides. She's sort of already decided, but she explains right. to us that she is decided. I'd never really understood Rosalie's pain and resentment before. I'd never imagined myself a mother, never wanted that. It had been a piece of cake to promise Edward that I didn't care about giving up children for him because I truly didn't. Children in the abstract had never appealed to me. Blah, blah, blah. This child, Edward's child, was a whole different story. I wanted him like I wanted air to breathe. Not a choice, a necessity. Um, I would like to highlight the phrase, not a choice, because... I think that there there is some truth to that in that you can't help who you love necessarily. You know, like, you are not in control of your feelings. Right. You are in control of how you react to them. But, like, you're not in control of your feelings. Uh, but the word choice in the context mm-hmm. of a child is very An loaded. An unexpected child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just very loaded. And there are absolutely women out there who don't want children and then find themselves pregnant and are like what do you know i feel differently um and i think that there are women out there who want children and then when faced with the reality are like i'm not so sure about this actually is this the right time my life would really change xyz right i think Um, our our issue has always been not that you know bella you know, has a change of heart and wants to be a mother, but, like, how it happens and, you know, like, just, like, the sort of uh, commentary that there is already surrounding uh, women who become pregnant and then suddenly they find it's, like, their life's purpose and, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing else matters. Like, there's all these things that that we feed into in society that I think uh, Breaking Dawn also does. So, like, not to say that, you know, we're against you, you know, deciding that you want to be a mom or even changing your mind if you didn't want to be one. But, like, just seeing, you know, this fictional journey and how it's been created, the the shift 
just seems to uphold these myths that we've come to believe instead of, you know, feeling like a genuine arc. Yeah, yeah so I want to I want to read the next paragraph because I think it supports that. Maybe I just had a really bad imagination. Maybe that was why I'd been unable to imagine that I would like being married until after I already was. Unable to see that I would want a baby until after one was already coming. It's, it doesn't say, hello, all women or people who can get pregnant. If you don't want a child, you have a bad imagination. But it just has that flavor. Right. Yeah, and I, I think it also feeds into the kinds of things that people say to women who mm-hmm. say they don't want children no, like, oh, as a way of know. invalidating their opinion right. that they don't want children, you know, by saying, like, okay, but you might one day. Right. You might change your mind. You just don't have You don't yet. know that. Right. How could you know that until you have a child? Right. And that Who's feeds gonna into... Who's going to take care of you when you're old? Imagine these futures where you regret it. Right. And it feeds into that, like, single mainstream... Right. narrative and like you said also melissa it just happens so light switchy which mm-hmm. is you know it is kind of bella's mo like she does just kind of decide things instantly and then that's it which is like part of her character but i find frustrating to read because you don't like she's an 18 year old with an unexpected pregnancy she has no moments of panic here like right she's sort of disbelieving right and then As she's a 30 like, year old i would have moments of panic and i'm definitely <laughs> she has a potentially a demon baby in yeah. her <laughs> that has grown so big enough to give her a baby bump in feels... like six days yeah <laughs> and then she feels it move so like bare minimum is like ooh, uh, we don't know how this is gonna go and but it's like, like her being a parent is... is hard and scary Right. Yeah, and exactly. even people who want it feel panic over the parenting. Right, becoming right? a parent, and she has just committed to a life in which she believes she cannot have kids, and she was totally fine with it. Like, right. She wasn't on the fence. She was like, "Yes, one hundred percent in. Change my body so that I can never have children." Totally down. Right, and so like, I, yeah, we all change our minds, but it's not so without you know, background information and explanation and, you know, you working through, you know, oh, isn't that weird that I like this thing now instead of how I was before, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. But like Bella just, she just switches. Yeah. And I, like, I I don't want to claim that this has never happened to any woman, you know, like I'm sure there's somebody out there who like didn't think they wanted kids. And then like the moment they found out they were pregnant, they were like, you know what? This is cool. Like, great baby. I love my husband so much. I want a tiny baby husband. <laughs> but, like, I I personally have so much trouble relating to this, and so it kind of pulls me away from Bella, I think, personally. Right. And, I, and I also was, like, I don't know, like, seemed so naive of her in a way that she's not ever, like, uh-huh. to just, like, assume, like, that this is going to be, like, a perfect child. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, this is how things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I it just seems... A little out of character in that way because none of this makes fucking sense <laughs> no. you know what i'm gonna throw bella a bone okay here's my devil's advocate reaction she has just committed to a life that she knows nothing about 
Like she sure. has she yeah. has graduated high school, she has dismissed college, she is embarking on her adult life, she's joining this family, she doesn't know where she's gonna live, she doesn't know what being a vampire is gonna be like, she just agreed to getting married even though she wasn't didn't really think that she wanted to be married. Like she's she's diving off the cliff. Like new adventure, baby two, fucking sure. I'm like ready for anything right now. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> It's not how I would react in such a situation. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I think I, we need to... Oh, sorry, I was going to say we probably need to wrap up, but I did want to bring up one more point, <laughs> which going. is, uh, you know, I actually am surprised that Stephanie wrote Edward to kind of just, like, immediately go mm. to the abortion route. I mean, they never say that. No, uh, that word is not that's used. What's in, that's imp- what's implied when he says they're going to take care of it. We'll take care of this. We're going to get that thing out before it can hurt any part of right. you. Don't be scared. I won't let it hurt you. Specifically, right. we'll be home in 16 hours and Carla will be ready when we get there. Right. Like, it's not like we're going to figure out how to keep you safe while this happens. No. It's like, we're getting in it out. less than a day, this is going to be done. Right. And honestly, like, I know that, you know, that is what, like, provides a lot of, like, the resolve that Bella ends up feeling about keeping this baby. But, like, I was surprised that, like, Stephanie wrote Edward to be, like, so immediately gung-ho for the abortion route when we know that she, I'm sure, is definitely not at all in that group. And, you know, Edward is, like, her her perfect little baby okay do we know I, that about her i don't know i don't we don't yeah no she loves edward in a weird way no i mean is she <laughs> is she pro-life i guess that's not like a fact that i definitely not know a, about stuff right Meyer. it's an assumption that i have i Listeners. if we wanted to we could prove it like <laughs> i am could. sure that I'm sure she has said something or we could like dig through campaign contributions like I'm sure that it's provable. I think Um, the defense is that I feel like Stephanie is 100% committed to things being in character. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah I think that's the it makes so much sense. It makes sense. His top priority is Bella. 100% 100% and, and a bait a weird half vampire demon baby threatens Bella right. so it does yeah. track and he does not like love himself so there's no element of like a, a miniature me right. could exist okay like, but it's well, also Bella a miniature also Bella does this so thing. Yeah, yeah but the miniature Bella threatens the existence of the actual the main Bella the main Bella <laughs> <laughs> like it okay, does, yeah on the balance, it doesn't. Okay, um, so then Kaori comes in, and this scene really stuck with me for some reason. I, like, always think about this scene where she comes in and, like, knows what's going on. And we don't really... She's a Edward woman. doesn't share the details of what no, she not tells him. But she, like, gestures, like, a pregnancy belly on herself, and he, like, asks a question, and her answer is dead. Right. So right. She I says assume... mort, and like we're like, oh well, I'm pretty sure I know what that means. Yeah. So I'm assuming that Edward asks what happened to the mothers of these babies that you know about. Right. They and she's saying they died. They died. So right. So that also does um, support 
Edwards being like anti baby. Oh, fuck. Right. Yeah. Um I think that Stephanie did a really good job with like the tension and fear that Bella is feeling trying to get a hold yeah. of Rosalie. Like, I can't do this in front of Edward because I know how angry he's going to be. Right. He's putting our stuff in the boat. He has this amazing hearing. Like, is he going to hear me when I'm on the phone? Is he... Right. Honestly, I was like, this this tension and fear that she's having here feels more real than, like, any fear that she felt, like, while being attacked by a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, honestly, that does feel kind of, like, in, in character for Bella. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Also, to throw her a devil's advocate bone, like, of course I want her to talk to Edward. But Ed- they are both very stubborn people. Yeah. And, she, like, he is very, like, 100%. This is what's happening. He does right. not consult her. He does not ask how she feels about it. So, like, she goes 100% into defense mode instead of persuasion mode. Right. Which, like, per- persuading him uh, probably wouldn't work. I mean, it's yeah. been I still think a they should talk, but, to like, persuade him just about the sex. <laughs> yeah, story wise, story wise, this is more fun because I do yeah. remember yeah. like she calls Rosalie, right? Like, what right. a shock! Right. right, like you hear like the rock music kicking in, like what is happening? <laughs> she calls Rosalie. The enemies team up. You're like, yeah. wow, this is real. Like she's calling Rosalie about it. She's had, she's right. changed. Right. Yeah. There is truly so much to process when you turn the page. Like, you're trying to figure out what she's trying to do. You're, like, still in the, like, oh, my God, Edward it really wants her to do this, and she doesn't want to do that. And then also simultaneously on the facing page, you get book two, Jacob. So it's like, oh, my God, this is the end of a whole what? part. Right. So, like, that's more dramatic. And also Jacob, like, what? There's so much going on on this spread. It slaps. That the that spread slaps. It's just a fact. I don't like this book. I have the real. ebook, so it's not a spread for me. Oh my god, true. You don't get the effect in the ebook. I don't get the spread effect. You don't know until you've already seen that she's called Rosalie and then you turn the page and then you're like, Book two Jacob, what? Yeah, I don't <laughs> Man. I feel like there's like infinite more that we could talk about. Oh my god, I feel like I could talk about this for another this hour. chapter for yeah, for a little bit. Honestly, ever. me too. I do have to go. But <laughs> Okay, best sentence, worst sentence. I'm trying um, to find a worst. I, I have my out. worst. Um, for a moment, the woman stared at him in wonder, and then her eyes narrowed as she barked out a long question in the same alien tongue. Hmm. Mm. Like, it's not Poor an choice. alien tongue. It's just, it's it's just, just, just another language, language that you don't speak. That you yeah, don't she didn't know. call Portuguese an alien tongue. Yeah, it's just a language you don't know. It's very true. Okay, I've got my worst. Um... I remembered a random bit of trivia gleaned from who knows where. Charlie Chaplin was in his 70s when he fathered his youngest child. Men had no such thing as childbearing years or cycles of fertility. This, like, reader, here's why this makes sense. Here's a definitive example. Yeah, we didn't even talk about how that doesn't make any biological sense. Like, actually, they have to make new sperm every day. So that's more changing. (laughs) How about that? I mean, I'm, my I'm the best one with sentence... eggs sitting in me my whole life. So. <laughs> yeah. My best sentence kind of brought me back around to, oh yeah, none of this makes sense, but it's also like a stupid fantasy book. So, and it's just that 
As if I could discount something because it was a legend, my life was circled by legend on every side, and they were all true. Wait, I liked that. Is that your best? Or your yeah, worst? that's my best. Oh, that's your best. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fellow's sense. pregnant, and yeah, that doesn't make any sense, but neither do vampires and werewolves. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, we already talked about my worst. Impossible, I said again. Because bulge or no bulge, period or no period. And there had definitely and there was definitely no period, though I'd never been late a day in my life. There was no way I could be pregnant. No way. Have you seen those memes where it's like searches of people asking if they're pregnant, but like no one can spell pregnant. So it's like Am I, I was purgant? just thinking purgant. of that. Have you seen the musical rendition of that? No? Yes, by Ghost Honey. Oh my god, it's so good. I'll have to look Preganent. that up. Am I a pregagante? <laughs> I was also thinking that at the same moment. Um I have a best. It's very simple. It felt like ice water had been injected in my veins. Um, it's very evocative. It is. That's a pretty good metaphor. I mean, sim- sim- simile. Simile. Am I simonin? Simonin? Could I be simonin? <laughs> Aluminium. <laughs> okay, wait, I have to find a best. I'll try to be fast. Oh. Suddenly, Cowrie was shouting at him, loudly, furiously, her unintelligible words flying across the room like knives. Mm. I thought that was a good mm. simile. Yeah, like knives. I really liked the section uh, not that long after that when Bella's like, you know, I feel like a, a sense of appreciation for this woman who, like, doesn't know me but is willing to get into a fight with a, with vampire, a vampire that she's very scared of. She believes me, he's a vampire. Nice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, we could talk about this forever. Listeners, mm-hmm. please write in. We know that you have opinions. We know you have them. This is the chapter we're going to keep referring back to for the rest of the book i'm pretty sure <laughs> absolutely uh reach out at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to support us check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast thank you to our patrons melina bridget karen ed laura andrea Lemi, james melissa chance king's gambit miriam rachel danny olivia sabine and jasmine you can follow us at twilight underscore phase on twitter and insta and twilightfacepodcast.tumblr.com which mostly you might get a heads up if we're not posting uh, and we forgot to tell you <laughs> disclaimer we own nothing to the twilight universe renez may half vampire babies that grow a baby bump in five days belong only to stephanie meyer please don't sue us we're not claiming any of that it's all her <laughs> we swear <laughs> audio editing by Maya Marlette, cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mori. We'll be back next week. No, the week after next week because <laughs> be Olivia is going on a trip. Uh, and if you don't like it, you can bite me. Bye.